Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Necessary Roughness brought to you by Southfield Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. With 11-year NFL veteran, Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year, and captain of the National Championship Michigan Wolverines, John Jansen. And 10-year NFL veteran, two-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle, and Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, T.J. Lang. Now, here's John Jansen and T.J. Lang. Well, TJ, we are finally in game week. It is days and moments away from the Lions taking the field in Arrowhead. You're going to be on the plane. How excited are you and the guys on the team to actually get this? We've been talking about it all offseason. There's been the draft. There's been free agency. The Lions ended the season on a positive note. I mean, how excited are you to see this season finally get underway? Finally. God, it seems like it's been so long. It really has been so long yeah. <laughs> since uh, that last game we saw him up at Lambeau Field that uh, gave us this great hope and excitement heading into this season. Um, I'm, I'm pumped, man. Look, I think last year, you know, the the team was a little disappointed when, you know, hey, they're not playing any any primetime games. I don't have any Monday nights. I don't have any Thursday nights. We got the Thanksgiving, which we always have. But, you know, they kind of played their way into that primetime slot uh, last week of the season. Uh, this, to me, was the NFL saying, all right, you want primetime? Here you go. Week one, Kansas City, Thursday night. See what you got, right? <laughs> and uh, we're going to find out We're gonna find out real quick if this team is ready for that. Um, I think they are. I think we all think they are. I think we're all excited to see um, just how much better this team has gotten. That seems to be the debate that we've had the last couple of years is, okay, we know they're better, but how much better? What does that look like? Is it 10 wins? Is it 11 wins? Is it the division? Uh, is it 13 wins, right? I mean, we, we don't know, right? And obviously, hell, it's week one. We're still not going to know, but we're going to be able to see for the first time some tangible evidence that um, this team has made improvements. We get to see Jared Goff. Hey, the way he played the last 10 games uh, last year, was that uh, – was that fact or fiction, right? <laughs> um, yeah, no turnovers. You, you know, yeah, it was, yeah. It's, what did I say? Fiction is fact, isn't it? No, fiction is fiction. Okay. No, that yeah, fiction, I did no. that. I said that right. right? So, <laughs> is it real or is it not real, damn it? <laughs> old wrestling Totally debate. lost our minds. Game week. <laughs> it's still um, real to me, damn it. But no, so, I think, uh, and, and, the, and the young guys, right? Um, the speed that they've added. Laporta gives yeah. the revamp secondary. Uh, what is that going to look like? And and the biggest question for me still, John, is um, not playing in the preseason. Is that going to affect them uh, to maybe start the game? Right? Is it going to take uh, a drive or two to kind of get your legs back underneath you? Kind of get okay. Yep, it's football again. Here we go. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen because when you can't really afford a slow start when you play a team of Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey of that yeah. caliber, you could be looking at a pretty deep hole. Those are, those are storylines I'm going to be watching, but God damn, it feels good to finally be here. Finally watching uh, real football again. Um, this team, man, hey, and like you said, you know, when the schedule came out, there ain't nowhere to hide. You are Thursday night, national TV, the whole damn world watching. Let's see what these 2023 lions are going to be about. 
there's no there's nowhere to hide. There's no stopping because as soon as they're done with that, obviously it's on to Seattle and the rest of the schedule. It's going to come and go, and it's going to go fast. Um, everybody's excited, probably except maybe one guy, uh, and that's Isaiah Bugs. Uh, Bugs has found out, or at least he made the the announcement that he was told he wasn't going to be active Thursday night. What do we read into this? Is is this? He said it was because part of it was because he didn't participate in the voluntary offseason program. He talked about his wife having a baby. He wasn't here. You and I both know there's been a lot that's happened between then and now. And when it comes down to it, the 53 or you know 47 active guys that give them the best chance to win, they're going to be the guys that are active. But what's your take on Isaiah Bugs? coming out and saying he's not right now going to be on the active roster come or active, you know, uh, game day actives on yeah. Thursday night. Yeah. I, I, you know, there's a couple different ways you look at, look at it. You could say, Hey, first thing, is this a, um, is this a schematic decision, right? Uh, we're playing Mahomes, We're playing a crafty quarterback, a guy that can move. Uh, do we want to get a little bit more, uh, of our quickness on the field, right? Do we want to get, you know, Pascal in there a little bit more Levi in there a little bit more, um, who had a good preseason and is a better quick twitch athlete, athletic type of guy. John Kaminsky is a guy, he can play anywhere on the line, right? Would, do we want to line him up uh, on the interior? So those are the first questions. Hey, is it just a, a schematic decision where, you know, this week we want to go a little bit lighter, faster. Maybe next week we're going to go a little bit heavier against the Seattle run heavy team. Um, second part, look, I don't think the offseason had anything to do with this. I mean, you, you and I both would damn well know if if you're a good enough player, uh, you're going to be playing. Right? And yeah. the coaches know that, too. They're not going to you know, bench a guy because a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then you look at the totality of the preseason as well. I mean, Isaiah Bugs was a guy that was playing a lot. I mean, he was in there. Uh, hell, even I think the Carolina game playing well into the second half. And you're sitting there saying, all right, you know, coaches, I mean, that's probably not punishment. Maybe it's more so we just got a lot of competition, man. And, hey, just because you played a lot last year, you ain't guaranteed to play a lot this year. We've got some guys that are that are getting better. We've got some guys in here that are bringing the competition. Um, you know, you can't, can't afford to get complacent and just think, oh, I was a starter last year. I'm the starter this year. I'm the guy. That's not always the case. And we know that, obviously, uh, Onzerike coming back, we mentioned him missing all last year with the injury. I think they're excited about his path uh, that he seems to be on right now. Broderick Martin, third-round pick. Um, hey, hell, we knew when Brad Holmes took him, they, they kind of looked at him as a project-type player. But I think they he might be a guy that's developing a little bit more quickly, get some snaps in there on the interior of that defensive line as well. Um, Isaiah Bugs, though, look, I mean, I, I know this kid. You know, I know him. I know what his teammates think of him. They all love him. They think he's a great dude. They think he's a great leader. He's going through a little adversity right now. Um, but I would be surprised if he's the type of guy that just kind of lays down and becomes a concern in the locker room. Um, I think he's going to hit a point where probably, and he already said, these are his words, that he's not playing uh, this week. So we're not breaking any news. But uh, I I look for him to come back next week and say, you know what, man, like I got to step my shit up a little bit, right? That urgency's got to kick in. You know, I want to be here for this team. I want to be playing. I want to contribute. I want to help. And I expect him to to take that path when they get back to work after this Kansas City game. So I'm not really looking too much into um, that situation right now. I look at it as say, man, they, they feel like they got a lot of guys that can play in that interior spot. And that's a good problem to have because, quite frankly, we know last year that was one of the weaknesses of this team. And uh, they feel better about it. And sometimes there's just got to be an odd man out. You and I both been a part yep. of that for a long time in the NFL. And everybody Sucks. takes their turn. And you can either do one of two things with it, man. You can 
go into a shelter and Power. you know feel sorry for yourself and you know do the whole sympathy route or you can put your head down and get back to work i think bugs is gonna be that type of dude that puts his head down and gets back to work so we're talking about the, the defensive tackle isaiah bugs for the lions on the flip side it's going to be a different defensive front as it stands right now, as we record this and you and I have been refreshing our Twitter. We have been looking at the waiver wire, I mean, not the waiver wire, but every, every news outlet because Chris Jones is still holding out. Charles Aminahue will not be a part of this Kansas city defensive front because he's been suspended for, for six games and they're not going to have Frank Clark. He left in free agency. It's going to be a different defensive front. How, how much should this Lions team be able to take advantage of the absence of both Amenahue and Chris Jones? You have to. I mean, it's a non-negotiable. You absolutely have to. Chris Jones is a he's a game wrecker, right? We saw it in the Super Bowl. I mean, whether he was lining up uh, over the center, over the guard, over the right tackle, I mean, the yeah. guy just it's found a, a way to make plays and just wreck your offense's day. Um, he is just that type of player. Good for him, by the way, staying strong. Chris, you can come back next week, but good for you for staying strong. Get, get least, every penny you just, deserve. Just make it a couple more days, all right, uh -huh. buddy? Don't give us uh, any heart palpitate, any any heart issues here on Wednesday. I don't want to see your name pop up. Um, it, you have to take advantage, though. I mean, John, we as a player, you look and you say, okay, you look at the injury report, and whether you're playing a guy like you know Aaron Donald, Julius Peppers, Dwight Freeney, and hey, they're on the injury report on Thursday, right? Didn't practice. Okay, you, you try not to think about those things, uh, but as you get closer to the game, you're like, okay, man, like, all right, this guy really might not be playing. And hey, we all love to play against top competition. That's why we had such long careers in the NFL, but the other team's missing a guy. I ain't upset about that. I'm not pouting about that. I'm not making yeah. a big deal about that, man. Go ahead. Go ahead and sit out, get healthy, bud. Um, so, I, but, but to answer your question, man, they, they have to. I, I think it, it allows you to uh, free up the offense a little bit more. Look, when, when you get together, and, and we all know that probably they spent a week probably in OTAs, going over the Kansas city chiefs. Oh yeah. Uh, they probably spent uh, a good portion of trying to at least start the initial game plan uh, on offense for the chiefs back in May and back in June. Uh, a lot of that was probably revolved around. We got a circle number 95. He is the guy in that defense. We have to take care of whether that is changing the protections you call to make sure you're sliding a center over or sliding a guard over. If he lines up on the outside, it just kind of throws you off a little bit. It puts a, it puts a wrench in your plan. So to say, because the first play you're thinking, okay, where's 95. Okay. Yup. Now this is what we got to do. Him not being there. You don't have to do that anymore. You feel confident that, Hey, our guys are going to take care of the guys that they have. We're going to open up this playbook a little bit. We're going to play a little bit more free. We can get a little bit more creative uh, with some play calls that maybe we couldn't do with Chris Jones on the field because he blew that play up 30 times last year, right? Or he, you know, every time we left him one-on-one -on -one with the right tackle, man, he was getting the pressure, right? Um, so I, I think it's just, man, the, the, the freedom that it's going to give Ben Johnson to not have one of those. And look, Kansas City still got some pretty damn good players on their defense, uh, but to not be able to have to dictate what your play calls are based off of what the defense is doing or based off of one guy that they have uh, gives you a lot more comfort in, in picking plays and, and sticking with your instincts and making sure that you're putting the guys in the right position to go out there and have success. All right, so we're two sleeps away from actually kicking off this NFL season. 
I want to know if with the guys that are on the roster right now. So this is without Chris Jones. This is, uh, you know, we're not going to even worry about Isaiah Bugs for the Lions. But what is the recipe for the Lions to go to Arrowhead and either keep this game respectable, stay in the game, but for a chance to win? Well, starting on the defensive side, you have to contain Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You just have to. It's, and I use this word, it's a non-negotiable. If you want to have success, a guy like that, you cannot be undisciplined uh, in your pass rush lanes. You cannot get selfish. You cannot say, okay, I know I'm supposed to, you know, contain him in the pocket, but man, I'm going to take a shot on this one and try to go high and wide, right? That's when he kind of sneaks out in in that inside gap and and makes the big plays. Uh, That's going to be the first key trying to contain him. What that looks like rushing, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Are they just going to kind of let the dogs out and say, go get the quarterback? I doubt it. I think he's a guy that you have to game plan a little bit more uh, carefully, saying, all right, guys, like we know, probably not going to be a game where we're getting a ton of sacks on him. Uh, but if we can just clog up the middle, if we can clog up those rushing lanes to where he gets frustrated and where he's just kind of throwing the ball out, out outside, or maybe you get some of those plays where he's running, you know, 30 yards backwards, <laughs> trying to yeah. scramble and find guys. Can you get him? Can you get him off rhythm a little bit? That's going to be the first key. Uh, second key, look and, and coach hit on this last week. You gotta know where 87's at. You gotta track Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey isn't a guy most of the time that just comes off and just, hey, I'm gonna run a route, beat you right now. I mean, he's certainly that type of player, but a lot of his big plays come on these extended plays, come when Patrick Mahomes uh, gets out of the pocket, when he starts scrambling, because naturally I think the instincts of the defensive players, eyes go to the quarterback, right? We want to see, is this guy going to run? What's he looking for, right? What's he doing? Uh, You have to change your instincts a little bit to say, right, I got to find 87. (laughs) You know what I mean? Instead of of dragging out Patrick Mahomes, let the other guys do that, right? I'm going to do my job. I got to stay with 87. That's going to be a key as well to see how you can limit uh, Travis Kelsey's production. He's going to get his. We know that. The guy is a f- fantastic player. He's a phenomenal athlete, great tight end. He's going to make his plays. But how can you how, how how can you limit it? How can you limit it in the red zone, right? How can you find a way? And you know Kansas City is going to move the ball at times too. But how can you limit them to kicking field goals, right? That's going to be the biggest uh, biggest thing for me defensively. And look, offensively, I think anytime you play against an opposing quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, like these top guys, it's right. The first thing the coaches talk about, we got to control the clock, right? We got to keep them on the field. We have to sustain drives. We have to be really good on first down, right? We don't want a whole bunch of second and longs and third and longs against the defense like this and just boom, punting it right back to them. Here comes Mahomes again. You want to keep these guys off the field. We obviously know that the Lions, uh, added some speed, added a whole lot of uh, talent to their offense. But how can you maintain that identity of still being a tough, smash-mouth, gritty football team, right? It's going to be running the ball, and it's going to be play-action passes. Jared Goff, uh, for I think for a couple years now, I don't know if there's a better play-action passer uh, in the NFL. I mean, there's just something about him with his with his tendencies and, and with the motions. I mean, every play action pass looks like a run, and that's what it's supposed to do. That's why it works. Um, I, the run in the play action pass is going to have to be huge. And I'm excited to see Ben Johnson said something, you know, I don't know what he could be talking about, but he's like, we're going to use Gibbs in ways that, you know, people never thought possible. And it's like, well, are they going to line this dude up at center or something? Like, what, what, no. well, how many ways can you put a running back on the field? I'm excited to see what his production is going to look like, especially behind 
this starting five offensive line that hopefully we get to see. Hopefully. I say hopefully because this time the last couple of years, there always seems to be something that pops up right before week one. Hopefully these guys are bubble wrapped down in Allen Park right now. Uh, we get to see these these five guys take the field for the first time uh, since really all of them became teammates together. Uh, how is that going to look with, with Jameer Gibbs? How is that going to look with Dave Montgomery? Because Dave Montgomery, I think, is still a hell of a running back as well. Yeah, and so when I look at this, I'm with you. You've got to be able to control time of possession. You've got to control the tempo of the game. And if Mahomes, Kelsey, and, and gangs are not on the field, they can't harm you. And if you can control the line of scrimmage up front, and this offensive line should be able to do that, especially with the guys that we just talked about, Aminahue and Jones not being in the game, that's a key component. If you can, hey, four or five yards, it's fine. If you want to bust one, that's great too. But if you could control – the time that you own that football and you could possess the football, if they get into a shootout, I don't like as much as I am a fan of Jared Goff being in Detroit and what he was able to do at the end of the year. I think it's repeatable. I don't think Jared Goff can get into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes. That's not a recipe for the Lions to win. What is a recipe is what you just said. Hey, handing the ball off, play action pass. I'm going to be very measured. I'm going to be a game manager. I'm not going to look for that deep shot if it's not there. If it's there, I'll take it but I'm going to make sure that I distribute the football. I'm going to pass it around. And when you hear Ben Johnson, that's what I'm excited about too, is Jameer Gibbs, there's got to be a payoff for taking him in the first round. And because he can't catch the ball so well, you've got David Montgomery in the backfield. You can line him up in the slot. You can line him up at the wing. You can put him in motion, flip him the ball. you got some shovel passes. you got a lot of different ways that you can get his hands on the ball. But I want to see his hands on the ball when he's in space. I know – what I saw at Alabama, yes, you can hand him the ball. I'm just – my concern about him is in the NFL, he's 200 pounds, and that's probably soaking wet. I don't necessarily think he's going to be largely effective between the tackles. You get him on the edge, you toss him the ball, you throw some screens, you run some draws, you do some different things to get him the ball where it's in space. Now I think he can make a lot of guys miss. Um, you know, when you think about uh, Sam Laporta, I want to see him find those ways. You mentioned Travis Kelsey. All right, I think Sam Laporta is going to do a good job of running routes, but when things break down, I saw him at Io. When things broke down, whether or not he was getting the ball, he found ways to make himself available to the quarterback. That's what I want to see from him as well. And Jared Goff is by no means going to be extending plays as long as Patrick Mahomes is, but that quick outlet to him. I think could be very effective. And then obviously it's, it's fine as number the Ben Johnson using Jameer Gibbs and getting creative and getting him the ball in doing that. If the attention is, is drawn a little bit to him of where is he on the field? Where is he in motion? How do we defend him? You still got a Monroe St. Brown out there. And what are the creative ways that you continue to get him the ball? Uh, and then defensively, I, I want to know, is James Houston for real? Is Aiden Hutchinson going to take that next step? And yeah, you've got to find ways to stay in your passing lanes. But when you look at the Kansas City offensive line, I have major doubts about Donovan Smith at left tackle. He was a right tackle at Jacksonville last year and was not great. They have given him the task of protecting the blind side of the most important player in the NFL. I don't know that I believe him. Jawan Taylor, again, I, I don't, it's not that they can't. I just don't believe that these are two of the elite tackles in the NFL. So we should be able to have guys ripping off the edge and forcing Mahomes to either make an early decision 
or if they're, hey, if your job is to get around the edge and force them up, and then you got Aleem McNeil there, you got Onzerike, whoever it is, those are the guys that need to be disciplined and stay home. That to me is the recipe for getting him off his mark, throwing that timing off, and making sure that he can't hit Kelsey right away, that he can't do some of the things that we've seen him be so effective at. Yeah, and and forcing forcing Kansas City into uh those passing situations, right? Forcing them into the third and longs, forcing them into the second longs, trying to make them as one-dimensional as possible. Because that's when you get, in my opinion, what's going to be their best personnel group uh, when you can go that nickel defense, when you can go that dime defense, when you can bring in, you know, guys like Tracy Walker, Kirby Joseph, CJ, Brian Branch, you know, Sutton, Jerry Jacob, how can you have these guys all on the field at the same time? It's by forcing the other teams into those third longs and into those passing situations where you can get your athletes out on the field. Um, offensively, look, what, what you said about Jameer Gibbs, I tend to agree with you. I mean, we're going to find out. It's a lot of the, pressure to put on rookie. The big benefit that they have right now, and that's going to go away at some point this season, maybe even next week in the next couple of weeks, but there's no film on this guy, right? There's there's no tendencies right now that uh, Kansas City is studying about, hey, when Jameer Gibbs lines up here, they like to do that, right? You don't have any of that. So if you're Ben Johnson in this Lions offense, how do you use that to your advantage, right? How do you put him in ways where, hey, maybe the first time we give him the ball on a jet sweep or something, then the second time, hey, with same motion, everybody on the defense thinking this, 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 bam, then you do something different. You know what I mean? How do you, how do you, how do you be creative in a way uh, to use that unscouted uh, player and those unscouted looks to your advantage? I think, I, look, I trust Ben Johnson, man. I, <laughs> why would you not after what we saw yeah. at all last year? Now, look, we talk about last year too. I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on, on Jared Goff. I think last year, you know, obviously the last 10 games, uh, we saw this guy play good football, um, good numbers, good stats. I think the biggest thing was he didn't turn the ball over yeah. right in the last half of the season. That was a big issue to start the season last year. Uh, he cleaned that up towards the end of last year, but just good. We talk about all the time, just because it happened last year, doesn't mean it's going to happen this year. What are your expect expectations, not for the season, but for week one against Kansas city, when it comes to Jared Goff, I expect him to go out there and be a game manager, not a guy that's going to go out there and try and win the game with every throw, because when that happens, it, he's going to put the ball at risk. Um, be a good decision maker when he's under duress. Sometimes we saw, we saw him trying to make something happen even though it maybe not his was not his fault, but make something happen a, a, against New England, and then he puts the ball on the ground. Like when you're under pressure, you either make a decision to get rid of it or you eat it and you live to play another day. But you don't turn the ball over. Dan joined us. Uh, Dan Campbell uh, joined us in the morning last week for his first uh, radio spot in the morning, and that was his recipe. Is obviously you have to score more points than they do, but to get to that point. You've got to be able to protect the football. Jared Goff did that well at the end of the season. He went to Green Bay on the road and did that. And now it's going to be a matter of, hey, how do they utilize the snap count to their advantage? How do they utilize matchups and creating some of those matchups to their advantage? And that's all to Goff-proof this offense. He can go out there and make plays, but Ben Johnson, and Ben Johnson knows him better than anybody in the NFL right now, what can he do to give – Jared Goff an advantage. Yeah. Um, so we'll get a chance to We're see gonna this find team. out. We're gonna find <laughs> out. Hey, it is make it or break it. So uh this is the last one before the season kicks off. There's a chance, there's a slight chance because uh TJ is gonna be in Kansas City for the game, obviously. I'm gonna be in Vegas because the morning show, the morning after, we'll be celebrating in Vegas. 
I'm going to see if we can get a podcast out right after the game to talk about what we see, what we've learned, and what our expectations are moving forward with one data point for this NFL season and the Detroit Lions. We're excited about this kickoff, so make sure you stay here for all your Lions information, everything that is going on around the NFL and at Allen Park. Stay right here on Necessary Roughness.